Alright. This is my last time one for but this sermon as the as you know I perceive by the spirit is a positioning for 2024 it's a positioning for 2024 it is is going to give you the eyes to see from you understand what I just said yes. it's going to give you a new I don't want to say lens. Lens is a replication. It's going to give you the eyes to see from. You see, let me start by saying this. Everything on earth is working in accordance to God's plan and God's will. Everything happening on earth today is not new to God. God is not surprised. From your mistakes, to your sins, to your errors, it's not a surprise to God. Because if your sin and your mistake comes as a surprise to God, then He being omniscient can be questioned. Are we together? Are we together? Are we together? That if we make a statement and, and in our statements we make, we say that God is all-powerful. That is, He is omniscient, right? All-powerful means omniscient. Right. Hello. Yes, yes please. Yes, please, sir. Right. Yes, please, sir. Yes, sir. Exactly. So everything is in accordance to God's will. God has a will. In the book of Revelation, in the Revelation of Jesus Christ, Jesus introduced himself with a certain name that is the summary of all things. He took so he said, I am the alpha and the omega so then from the beginning to the end everything consists out of him everything consists from him so where the world is heading towards to would be out of within the person of christ are we together are we together yes please yes please this is going to be a very important sermon. I will be. I'll try as much as possible by the spirit of God to communicate in a language understandable. But if you don't understand, don't worry. Just keep on listening. Understanding will come. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so all things consist. He is the Alpha and the Omega. In between the beginning to the end is everything from Him. Is everything from him you see there is a place we are positioned and there is a role we play into fulfilling the end i want to say it again there is a place we have been positioned there is a role we play in fulfilling the end we will not all end the same but we will end the same place I want to say that again. We will not all end the same, but we will end the same place. The end of all things is Christ. The beginning of all things is Christ. Now, I want to show you a scripture in the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, the second verse. Romans 12, verse 2. 
the book of Romans, chapter number two, verse number two. Akasoke Livrahadis, Romans two, verse two. Please read it for us, Jenny. Yes, please, sir. Romans 12, verse 2. Um, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Thank you very much. So, in Paul's communication to the church in Rome, he began to admonish them. These are believers, and he's speaking to believers. He's trying to communicate to believers. And he said that, and do not be conformed to this world. That is, be not be alike to this world. That when we see a believer, and we see anyone who is not yet a believer, there must be a strict differentiation. Are we together? Are we together? Come on, are we together? And he's communicating yes, this to the end that he says, do not be conformed to this world. Be ye transformed. Now, confirmation to the world, what he's trying to say is that there are systems and there are patterns. But as a believer, yours is not that kind. And because yours is not that kind, there is a way that you ought to be. He says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, 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 transformed. I want to say it again. Transformed. Not just trans. No. When you get to the place of trans, there is a place of formation. That's the state you were in before you got saved, you are not no more there. So that's the place of trance. If any man be in Christ, the person has been, the Bible calls it, you have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So this trance, the first place is that you have been brought onto the place of Christ. But it does not end there. That is the next stage is the stage of formation. It is being transformed. Many believers are standing at the place of trance. There is no form. So they, when you look at them, there is no difference between them and the unbeliever. The way they speak. The way they react. No. It says, be transformed. Someone say, I am being transformed. I am being transformed. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. He says, be transformed. The reason for the transformation is at the end. He says, by the, so how do you get transformed? By the renewing of your mind. That ye may be able to prove what is that good, number one, acceptable, number two, perfect will of God. So, that will of God is in the state of threefold. There is the good will of God, there is the acceptable or pleasing will of God, and there is the perfect will of God. Every believer is in one of these states. Every believer is in one of these states. And as a matter of fact, as we continually walk with God, you can either 
the decisions you make sometimes some of them could be in the good some of them could be in the pleasing or acceptable some of them could be in the perfect but guess what you can constantly walk in that perfect will of god there is a way and that's why i'm communicating this to you thank you jesus thank you jesus someone say my eyes is enlightened my eyes, my eyes, affirm it, affirm it, affirm it, affirm it. My eyes, my eyes are lighting. My eyes, my eyes are lighting. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what is that good will of God? Is this in the good will of God? For example, right in. Let's look at First Timothy. Let me show you a scripture. First Timothy chapter two, verse number four. First Timothy, First Timothy two, two, verse four. Verse four. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? Which translation is that? Which translation oh. is that? NKJV, sir. Read the KJV for this translation. Yes, for sir. this verse. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? Who will? You see, we are he's communicating God's will to us. He says God will. It is God's good will. It is a good will. That is a will that God is okay with. When we say God's good will, it is a will that it is God's will, God's intent, God's reason. So, if for you to know you are in God's good will, we look at God's reason. Precious Holy Spirit, help. For you to know you are in God's good will. He says, Who will have all men to be saved? So it is God's good will for all men to be saved. What was God's reason for all men to be saved? Jesus died. So whatever that is available after the death of Jesus is God's good will. So salvation is available after the death of Jesus. It is God's good will. So how can I know I am in God's will for my life? If you are saved, you are in God's good will for your life. How can I know this that I am doing by position? If what you are doing would extend a hand of glory to God, it is God's good will for your life. Are we together? So let's say you want to pray. Let's say you want to pray. You begin to pray. How do I know I am praying in the will of God? If whatever I am praying for is available after the death of Jesus Christ, it is God's good will. Let me show you another scripture. Go to... um, Matthew chapter number 8. Let's start from verse 1 to put it in right context. Verse 1. Uh-huh. Matthew 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. When he 
When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Look Jesus before. Look at it. Hold on now. Thank you. Now, Jesus has come down from a mountain. And when he came down from a mountain, a leper came, the leper bowed and began to worship him. And this was the request of the leper. He says, if you will, if you will, will, is it your will? Is it your will? You will make me clean. What is verse 3? What did Jesus say? And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleaned. What does that mean? It is available. It is God's good will for you to be healed. I want to say this again. If you are praying, and let's say you are praying for a healing, I want you to be assured that healing is God's will for your life. That if there is any infirmity in your body, it is God's good will for your life. This is the leper. The leper came to him. He worshipped him. And he began to make an inquiry. Jesus, is it your will to heal me? Jesus said, I am willing. If Jesus has said, I am not willing, that means healing is not God's will. Are we together? Are we together? And so Jesus' statement by saying that I will be clean is an indication to you and I that if I stand to pray, if I stand anywhere and I say be healed, the person must be healed. Why? Jesus is willing. Are we together? Are we together? So I want you, I want you, I want to say this. I want to say this. It is never God's will for you to be sick. God will not use sickness to teach you any lessons. I know most of you have heard this before, you know. God was trying to teach me a lesson. God was trying to humble me, so he gave me a sickness. That's not what the Bible says. God's will. He says, I am willing. So you can stand every day now. You can stand every day if there's a sickness in your body. He's saying, in the name of the Lord Jesus, be healed. Let me show you another scripture. Go to first John. Sorry, Ted John. The book uh, Ted John. John's Ted Writings. Chapter 1, verse 2. Ted John 1, verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayst prosper and be in health, even if thy soul prospereth. He says, Beloved. This, this, the, the writers communicating, beloved, I wish, that is, I will, that word translated wish, it is I will, that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So is it God's will for you to prosper? Of course. Oh, God is trying to humble me by making me poor. You just sit there and be free. Excuse my language, but that is not true. God will not use poverty to teach you any lesson. It is his good will. He says, beloved, I will, I wish that you may prosper and be in good health. 
financially you may prosper so i want you to understand this remember our anchor scripture romans 12 verse 2 it says that you may be able to prove that which is good good so we are this time we are looking at god's good will are we together now are we together now so i've, I've indicated to you god's good will is that all men should be saved god's good will is that all men should be in health God's goodwill is that all men would prosper. He says, I know the plans I have for you. I know the thoughts I think towards you. A plan of good, not of evil, to bring you to an expected end. God has a plan. And God, in his eternal plan, has a plan specifically tailor-made for you. That first plan of God is the goodwill of God I've communicated to you. God wants you saved. God wants you healthy. God wants you prospering. He says, even as your soul prospers. I've communicated it. You can accept it and believe it and just walk in it. That is it. That is it. The next thing. Let's look, let's go back to um, Romans 12 verse 2. Are you being blessed? Are you being blessed? Yeah. Yeah. I expect nothing but being blessed. So you'll be blessed. Romans 12, verse number 2. Romans 12, verse number 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So, we have seen the good will of God. The next one is the acceptable will of God. What is the acceptable will of God? What is it? What is the acceptable will of God? Let's look at something. Um, let's look at Acts chapter 16, verse 6. Acts chapter 16, verse 6. Acts chapter 16, verse the number 6. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidding of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mysia, they are said to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not, and they passing by Mysia came down to Troy. It's, okay. it's okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Now, pay attention. Okay. Let's balance this, all right? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5. Let's start from verse 18. Let's bring the balance here. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18. We'll come back to our 16 verses. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18. Let's look at something very important there. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the mystery of reconciliation. Amen. Amen. Now, look at something. He says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given unto us, has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So what is the acceptable will of God? Now, in the good will of God, it is God. In the acceptable will of God, is your response to God. In the good will of God, it is God. In the acceptable will of God, it is your response to God. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 18, what we just read, he said that, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to, to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given unto us, that the translation says, he has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So how do I know I'm in the acceptable will of God when I'm preaching unto others? 
when I'm teaching others the gospel, when I'm praying for others. It is a commitment. Jesus Christ said, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. So if I portray love by sharing the gospel to others, if I portray love by praying for others, by even being in an intercession for others, I'm in God's acceptable will. God accepts it because it is that which he has committed it unto us. Are we together now? Are we together now? So in the coming year, above all other things you will be doing, be preaching the gospel. Never let one week go without you speaking to anyone about Jesus. Never. In the coming year. Plan it. Never. 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 You have, you have 52 weeks in a year. You can start. And God, we thank God. This this year starts so perfectly. It starts on a Monday. Monday to Saturday. At least one so. At least one so. He says, remember in his good will, he will have all men to be saved. It is his good will. Our response to his good will now become a perfect will that he has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. You have been committed and called and commissioned by God to preach the gospel. You don't have to be a pastor yet. Listen, even at your workplace, you are permitted to preach the gospel. Jesus said, come, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. It is God's desire to make you something relevant for his kingdom. He did not say, come, follow me and I will make you rich. Come, follow me and I'll give you lands. He says, come, follow me. I will make you. He, it is a making. God, that is where the formation comes from. Remember, be transformed. That's where the formation. In that formation, he makes you something. It's called fisher of men. The day you got saved, that day is, is your making. It began, it began, God began your making process. You see, he says he has committed unto us. He has called us and he has commissioned us. Preach the gospel. Heal the sick. Cast out devils. Let's look at Matthew chapter 10, verse number 1. The book of Matthew chapter number 10, verse 1. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when he called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Oh, manna. I want you to unmute yourself and say this with me. He has given unto me. He has given, given unto me. me. Power over. Power, power over. Oh, manna. Oh, manna. Of sicknesses. Of sicknesses. I want you to say it again. Say he has given unto me. He has given unto me power over unclean spirits. Power over unclean spirits. Cast them out. To cast them out. What is to cast them out? To cast them out. To cast them out. Show them where they should be casted out. To cast them out. 
to cast them out. In the coming year, cast out devils. Say, in the coming year, I cast out devils. In the coming year, I cast out devils. Oh, say, I don't know what is wrong with me. Something is the devil. Is the devil? Cast them out. Cast them out. Don't entertain devils. The Bible says, resist the devil, and he will flee. He has no other option when there is a resistance. He will flee. He will he will flee looking for his shoes. He will flee. Mm. Cast out devils. It is God. I want to say this a thousand times. Oh, you know, people, there is there is this new age teachings out there. Oh, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, he was very calm. You know, he never casted out, you know. Hey, 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 get serious. Cast out devils. In the coming year, be intentional about it. When when the situation happened, begin to discern which devil is behind us. Because that's what Jesus did. There are some sicknesses Jesus said be healed. But there are some sicknesses, for example, he says, Ought this not the daughter of Abraham the devil had bound? He placed his hands and said, Below. There are, there are situations that happens to you. Be, be, be discernful. The Spirit of God is in you, and I'll be coming to that shortly. Descend and know this one is not God. Cast that devil out. Are we together now? Are we together now? Yes, Cast out that devil. Go on the streets, pray for the sick. They will be healed. Tell them, hey, do you have any sickness? Tell, heal, heal, just heal. Go out and heal, heal sicknesses. It's yeah, it's easy. Just just heal. I'm talking to you. Go say I will be healing. I'll 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 be healing. Yes, of course. Oh, say it's not me who heals, it's God. He says he gave them that power to go out and cast out devils and to heal all manner of diseases. The responsibility is yours to heal. If you do not move, you will not see. So you have to move. If you do not move, you will not see that power of God available for you. Say, I cast out devils. I want you to say, I, just, cast, I, cast, I out cast out devils. I cast out devils. I cast out devils. I cast out devils. I put a devil in his place in my life. I put a devil put... in his place in my life. You know, you'll be there. Nothing is happening to you. Then tears will be coming. Oh, say, I don't even know what is going on. Cast out that devil! Don't entertain him. How do you cast it? Don't, don't speak in your mind. Oh, devil, I cast you out. No, speak it out. Speak it out. If the devil speaks to your mind, speak to his ears. Are we together? Yes, Are we please. together? Yes, what yes, sir. If the devil speaks to your mind, speak to his ears. If he dares to speak to your mind, speak to his ears. Oh, you can't do this. You devil, sit down and listen to me. I will do it. You'll be ashamed. Out now! Now, let's go to what I want to actually teach today. Uh, back to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Now that we are about to get into the teaching for today. Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. In the next 20 minutes, you will be done. Then we will enter into another phase. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Ah, no, hold on. Something is going on in your family. Every day there is confusion. 
every day there is there is this argument there was this contention in your house ah, i don't even know what is no it's the devil the bible says god is not the author of confusion that's the devil so if you see constant confusion is the devil yeah it's a signature of the devil the signature of the devil is confusion never forget the signature of the devil is confusion is the devil cast him out my sister cast him out my brother cast him out let's look at before we read the scripture let's look at mark 16. mark chapter 16 verse number 17. oh balakatosh oh sir yesterday i was speaking to a friend he's a man of god you know in the evening i was going for my evening walk and you know we were talking over the phone and whilst we were talking literally electricity passed through my head to my feet and i was shaking and i was vibrating he looked at me and said, Bishop, what is happening? I said, boy, I wish I could explain. I, w- I wish I could explain. These, these things are truths. You see, it, it is a tangibility. It's a reality. Max is still. Max is still. Max is still. Mark 16, verse number 17. They shall take mm-hmm. up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt no, them. No, you, 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 go to go to 15, Mark 16, 16, Mark 16, 16. Yes, sir. Mark 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And those... And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak In my with name, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do? In, in his cast name, what would you do? Devils. Cast out devils. I want you to say it again. In, your, in his name, what would you do? Cast, cast, out, cast devils. out devils. I want you to say it again. In his name, what would you do? Cast, cast out, out devils. devils. One more time. In his name, what would you do? They cast, cast out, out devils. devils. In the coming year, what would you be doing? Casting out devils. I want you to say it in the coming year. What would you be doing? Casting out devils. Devils. Let me tell you something. We'll, we'll be entering into the nitty gritties very soon. Whenever you see something happening in the physical, now there are two truths to this. When you see something happening in the physical, the first truth is that it has already happened in the spirit. It has already happened. The second truth is that it is currently happening in the spirit. So, you see, for example, the previous year we saw Ukraine and Russia. Bombs everywhere, fighting everywhere. This year we saw Hamas and Israel, bombs everywhere, fighting everywhere. Do you know the spiritual significance for this? It means in the realm of the spirit, the state the church is in now is in the state of contention. Are we together? Are we together? Are we together? So if Jesus dies on the cross, for you to know what is happening in the realm of the spirit, there will be earthquake. That's what the Bible says. He says darkness covered the face of the earth. And there was earthquake everywhere. In in the coming year, one of the many things that will be evident in the coming year is that there will be so much contention. Con- when I say contention, I mean contention against the church. As a matter of fact, many rules 
government rules will be made against the church in the coming year. And I'm hearing this so interestingly. Do you know the church is registered as a not-profit, not-for-profit organization? One of the many things we are going to do in the coming year is this. There will be a call from the masses that the church should be registered, should be cancelled as not-for-profit and be turned into a profit-making church so that they can begin to tax the churches. It's happening in the spirit. These are, this is the atmosphere in the spirit now. I've not gotten there. All right. Uh, uh, back to back to Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. Romans 12, verse 2. Let's look at the later part. My life is beautiful. My life is beautiful. My life is beautiful. My life is glorious. My life reflects God's love. My, My life, life reflects God's, God's love. God's love. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Romans 12, verse number 2. Please don't be quick to sleep. Mm-hmm. Today you sleep around, you know, 2 a.m., 1 a.m. ish. So sit down. Sit down. Right? And don't be don't be distracted at all. Don't be distracted. Romans 12, verse 2. Romans 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The last will of God is the perfect will of God. So in the good will of God, we see God's response, God's response to us. In the acceptable or pleasing will of God, we see our response to God. In the perfect will of God, we see the collaboration of God in us. That we want to do the good. No, we want to do the pleasing or we want to do the acceptable. God is also doing the good. It ends in perfection. Now, let's go to assisting verse number six. Let's look at that scripture. Read it in NKJ to make the English much more simple. Acts chapter number 16. Acts number 16 verse number 6 now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia after they had come to Mysia they they tried to go into Bithynia but the Spirit did not permit them so passing by hold on hold on take your time and let me use this opportunity to also help all of you with this all right whenever you are reading the Bible you are studying your Bible. Take the words one after the other. Don't be quick to. And when they were going and then, no, no, take your time. Let the words come one after the other. Because the communication of God is in the words. If you miss the words, you miss his, what he's trying to say, all right? This is just to help you. Okay. Now, the Bible says when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Ah, this is very interesting. Now, it is God's will for us to preach. Come on, is it not God's will for us to preach? Remember what I said in God's good will, um, God's uh, pleasing or acceptable will. It is His will for you to preach. He says, cast out devils, preach the good news. But in this particular instance, Paul and his companions, they wanted to go to Asia to go and preach, but the Holy Ghost will not allow them. And guess what? It wasn't only once. It was two times. We see it in 
Acts 16 verse 6, it says, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And we see again, they then they after that they had come to Mesia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So two places, Asia and Bithynia, but the Spirit of God did not permit them. Now, let's look at verse 9. Read verse 9 for us. And the vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Amen. So, let's, let's, let's digest this together, all right? It is God's will for us to preach. Is that true? Hello, is, yes, is it true that God wants every one of us preaching? Yes, please, yes, sir. Sorry, amen. Exactly. God wants us preaching. Paul the Apostle, he being an apostle, he wants to go, go and do an apostolic work in Asia. And now he went to begin to go to Asia and the Holy Spirit said no. The Bible says, and the Spirit forbade them. That is, there was a restraint of him not to go. Now, because the Holy Spirit will not allow him to go to Asia, the Bible says he wanted to go to Britannia. Again, the Spirit did not permit them. Then, in the evening, in verse 9, just as we read, it says, A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man from Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. What does this mean? In God's perfect will, it is the decision of God in alignment with his acceptable will that we respond to. In God's perfect will, it is the decision of God in alignment with his acceptable will that we respond to. And guess what? Not many people are in God's perfect will for their life. Many people are in God's acceptable will by preaching. Many people are in God's um, good will by being saved. But not many are in God's perfect will. Why? Because in as much as it is his acceptable will for you to preach, you have to inquire from him where to preach and how to preach what to preach. That is the perfect will of God. And guess what? Not only in our spiritual life, in our personal life as well. There are many girls, this guy will propose to you, oh, this guy is... I like his biceps, his corsets, and his norsets. I like the way he eats. Then he accepts the proposal. Is that God's perpetual for you? Remember, there is that God good will. There is that God acceptable will, but there is that God's perfect will. Paul wanted to go and preach, but the Holy Spirit will not allow him. In the visions of the night, he now received a vision. And in the vision, someone tell him, come to Macedonia and help us. Then by God's decision of calling him to Macedonia, he concluded God has called them to preach in Macedonia. There is God's perfect rule concerning your life. David, one time David went to war. He came back and all his goods were pranked. Everything was taken away from him. The Bible said before David would go after his things, David went to God and inquired. He says, God, shall I pursue? And he went on to say, God, will I overtake? 
and he went on to say, God, will I, will, will, will I recover? What does this mean to us? In the coming year, our seeking, our work with God, in our work with God, what we must be concerned about is God's perfect will for us. Because of this social media age, many of God's people are doing so well in the acceptable of God, missing the perfect will of God. When I see everyone, anyone preaching, it's God's will for us to preach. It is his acceptable will. Never forget. It is acceptable will. But in that particular moment, is it his perfect will? Because if Paul had gone, listen now, if Paul had gone to Asia, it was God's acceptable will for him to be there. If Paul has, if Paul has gone to Bithynia, it was God's acceptable will for him to be in Bithynia. But was it God's perfect will? How would I walk in God's perfect will? Let me show you a scripture. Go to the book of John. John chapter 16. This is a crossover service, right? So kindly give the give room for me to teach. Can I be free? Can I can I be free and teach? Yeah, teach. Yes, yes, please. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is teaching us. Don't worry. Um, John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 1. Um, let's start from verse 12. John 16, verse 12. Let's start from verse 12. John chapter 16, verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Amen. Amen. Now, the, the, theme, the theme for my teaching tonight is the guardianship of the spirits. I couldn't go on to teach straight the guidance of the spirits without letting you know God's will. Because if you do not know God's will, the Holy Spirit cannot lead you. So by God's grace, we have been able to decipher God's will. We have been able to understand. Now, I want to speak on the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus Christ is introducing to us the, the, the third person. I've heard, now let me say this. I've heard people say, oh, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. The word Trinity is not used in the Bible. It is a false doctrine, and it is this, and it is that. Okay. It, it, it is true. It's not in the Bible. It is very true. It is very true. But I want to ask you, why are you wearing your clothes? Why? Oh, someone can respond. Why are you wearing your clothes? Yes, oh, respond. Feel free. Go ahead. What did you say? To stay warm, please, sir. To what? Stay warm, please, sir. To to stay warm. Okay. Yes. She's wearing her clothes just to stay warm. Yes. Who else? Why are you wearing your clothes? To, to cover our nakedness. To cover your nakedness. Exactly. Exactly. So, look at the reason why they are wearing their clothes. 
to cover their nakedness, to stay warm. What does it mean to you? Do I have to stay warm? I can choose, I can decide, I can decide I don't want to be warm, I want to be cold. I can decide, so I don't wear anything. Okay, I can decide I'll be naked for the rest of my life. I'll be working all naked everywhere for the rest of my life. And guess what? No one can do me anything. Like, really, you can't really do me anything. Or you can do me something for working naked. Of course not. What does this mean? There are some literal conclusions. That is, it makes it makes sense to do it. Do you all understand? Do, do you understand what I just said? It just makes sense to do it. It makes sense to wear clothes. It makes sense to wear clothes. So when we say Trinity and you begin to argue, oh, Trinity is not in the Bible, so I'm not going to use it. It's, it's false. Like, what, what you are saying is true, but you are just exhibiting some wrongness. Why? Because I want to say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. To save me from saying all that, and I use the word Trinity, doesn't it conclude what I want to say? Oh, hello. Yes, Does it not conclude what I want to yes, say? Yes, Exactly. You go to the hospital. The name of the doctor is Dr. Lai. But you go there, or the name of the doctor is Dr. Lavina. You go there and you call him, you call her Lavina. Lavina. It makes sense to call her Lavina. But in that state, she's not just Lavina, she's Dr. Lavina. So, in response to the conflict going on, oh, is it good to call God Trinity? Guess what? It doesn't matter. It makes sense. Are we together? Are we together? Can we continue? Yes. I wanted to address that because I've seen this so many times. But anyways, he says, when she, this Jesus speaking, communicating thoughts on the Holy Spirit. He says, I have many things to, to, tell, to say to you, but you cannot bear them. However, when he, when he, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truths. The Holy Spirit has a responsibility in your life. And in the introduction of the Holy Spirit to the people of God or to the disciples at that time, Jesus mentioned something very important he said i have many things to say you cannot bear them but when he the spirit of truth comes he will guide you so what jesus has to say that we could not bear we are guided into it are we seeing the perspective please are we seeing the perspective please so in my personal life what Jesus has to say to me, what Jesus will have me do, I am guided into it. And that guidianship is not by my own accordance. The Bible says, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide me. It is the responsibility of the Holy Ghost. In Psalm 23 verse 1, David in communicating this reality, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I did not beg him to be my shepherd. The day I accepted his lordship, he became my shepherd. It is the shepherd's responsibility for guidance. I want to say this. God wants to lead you much more than you want him to lead you. I want you to say it to yourself. God wants to lead me 
God wants to lead me. God, God wants, wants to lead, lead me. me. Much more than I want to be led. Much more than I want to be led. God wants to lead me. God wants to lead me. Much more than I want to be led. Much more than I want to be led. The Lord is my shepherd. This Jesus introducing the Spirit of God to us. He's introducing the He's introducing to us the response, the primary assignment of the Holy Spirit. The primary, the most important assignment of the Holy Spirit. He says he will guide you. And you see, the guidance of the Holy Spirit is to your advantage. The Holy Spirit present in your life is your advantage. That just because I have the Spirit of God, I am advantage. You are at advantage in every sphere of your life. In your finances, you are advantage. In your health, you are advantage. In your family, you are advantage. Why? The Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. I read together. I read together. So you can be asleep and you will have a dream and you will be, you will be, you will be Paul the apostle, like the scripture we just read. And in that dream, you will see someone calling you to come to Macedonia. Then you will know that God has called you to go to Macedonia. So, to be in God's perfect will, remember, that's where we, are, we started from. To be in God's perfect will, there is that leadership of the Holy Spirit. There is that guidance of the Holy Spirit. You have to learn to accept it in your life. You have to learn to encourage it in your life. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Precious Holy Spirit, what do I do? Precious Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are leading me. Precious Holy Spirit, thank you that you are my friend. Precious Holy Spirit, thank you. Precious Holy Spirit, how is the day like? Precious Holy Spirit, what do you want us to pray about today? Precious Holy Spirit, everything, Precious Holy Spirit. Precious Holy Spirit, what do I do? One time we were about to have a healing meeting. I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed. Nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. Guess what? The more I prayed, the more the prayer became dry. My good, I felt so dry. Ah. I will intentionally put on a song and I'll be shaking myself. I'll be shaking myself. When I finish shaking, I will stand there. No, look, this, this shaking there, Larry, this one there, it was you yourself shaking. But guess what? Immediately I was about to sit down for the meeting. God told me to wear a certain t shirt in my wardrobe. Then I wear this one. When I sat down and I turned on my video, Someone in the meeting had a vision the night before and said, Larry, I had a vision of the night before and you were wearing this shirt. And immediately she tested that in the chat. Immediately I began to vibrate and the power of God was available. That meeting, we, I recorded more healing than in any of my meetings. There is that leadership of the spirits. There's that leadership of the Spirit. In the coming year, seek to know what is God guiding you to do. See, it is an intentional seek. He says, seek, you will find. Seek, the one who seeks, he shall find. You seek and inquire from the Spirit. What the Holy Spirit was to the disciple, what Jesus was to the disciple, is what the Holy Spirit is to us. What Jesus was to the disciples, is what the Holy Spirit is to us today. So Jesus will go to Gadara and the disciples are with him. Jesus will go to uh, Bethlehem and the disciples are with him. Jesus will take the disciples to the mountains, Peter, John, and James, and they will behold the transfiguration. 
all this significance is so what the holy spirit was what jesus was to them is who the holy spirit is to us today when he the spirit of truth comes this is jesus communicating he shall guide you someone say i'm guided in the coming year i'm guided, I'm guided in, in the coming year, year. so how does the holy spirit guide us i want to show you how he guides us first let's look at first corinthians chapter number two verse number 10 how how does god guide us first corinthians 2 verse 10 oh thank you lord okay lefra has so keep running first corinthians chapter 2 verse the number 10 but god has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of god for God has revealed unto us all things. I am so He says, God has revealed, God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. There is nothing hidden in God you cannot see. Now, how does God lead us? Number one, he leads us by revelation. It leads us by revelation. So until there is revelation, there is no movement. We only move because it has been revealed unto us. So you will be Abraham. You will not go into um, into Sarah's mate. You see, that was the mistake Abraham did. Because though the revelation had come, he had not the patience to wait for what was promised. So he went into the maid. Hagar, right? And he brought forth Ishmael. And today we have another people fighting Christianity. Shaking my head. I didn't mention anybody's name. Why do people feel attacked? So, in the coming year, until, he says, the scripture says this, God has revealed them to us through his spirits. For the spirit searches all things. So there is nothing about your life the Holy Ghost cannot reveal to you. There is nothing about your life, hey, what to, what to, who to marry, which career path to take, how to save money. There is nothing about your life the Holy Ghost will keep hidden from you. As many that are led by the Spirit of God, the Bible says these are the sons of God. So what the Bible is trying to say that the sons of God are also led by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit reveals, he says he searches the deep things of God. There is nothing so deep that cannot be uncovered. Imagine one time Jesus was confronted about tax. And he told Peter, go into, go, he says, take your net, go to fish. The first fish you catch, open his mouth. You will see a gold coin. Use that gold. How did Jesus know? How? How? How did Jesus know? The Spirit of God. He said he revealed even the deep things of God unto us. There must be something supernatural about your life. So far as you believe, there must be something supernatural about your life. I shared this testimony over and over and over again. One time, I, I, I needed to pay that $2,000 for my school fees. Otherwise, I'll be deported from Australia. And I went to pray. The first thought that came to my mind, go and borrow. And the Lord told me, don't borrow. He gave me a scripture. He says, you will not borrow from none, but you will lend to nations. And I did not borrow. That $2,000 came to my account. 
I paid my fees. I'm still in Australia after three years in that incident. Listen, there can be something supernatural. There is that supernatural abundance that even if you have five loaves of bread and just two fishes, you can by revelation lift it up and say thank you. And you begin to break. You begin to break. You begin to break. And that five loaves will be feeding 5,000. Are we together? That all what you have in your hand is a rod. You are Moses. You are behind the Red Sea. You will turn that rod to that Red Sea and say, be open. And you begin to move. You begin to walk on the waters. If they're coming here, I see many people walking on the waters. There will be nothing too hard for you. Amen. Because why? We walk by this revelation. He says the Spirit of God sifted the deep things of God. About two weeks ago, when we had the prophetic night, where is Ange? Where is Ange? Who, who remembers I prophesied to Ange and I told her in the coming year you'll be sealing the fulfillment? Yes, Lisa. Ange, what happened to your finances? Tell me. Tell us. Share the testimony. Oh, yes, Lisa. So um, I, I got a bonus from work. Uh, no, like, like I didn't expect it. All of a sudden, I got a bonus from work. Um, but before that, the Lord had been telling me that I should pay off all debts and I should be free of all debts, no direct debits, no nothing like that. So I had been paying it off, paying it off. And honestly, I, I when I looked at how much I would have been left with in December, I didn't see how I was going to do January. And by God's mercy, all of a sudden, I got an email from work that I was going to get this bonus. And I got this bonus in December. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. And you have paid all your debts, you are debt free. <laughs> Yes, please, sir. Debt free completely. I want you to say, no, I don't want you to say it to your mom. I want you to say it to yourself, please. Go ahead. I am completely debt free. Yes, please, sir. So you don't owe Afterpay. You don't owe Klarna. You don't owe Nothing. Um, Z Pay, Yellow Pay, Green Pay, Before Pay, Nothing. Blue Pay. You don't owe any of them. You don't owe Uber Eats. You don't owe Uber. You don't, you, you don't owe. I don't owe anyone, anybody. He says that the, the spirit of God, he says he searches the deep things of God and he revealed it unto us. Are we together? There's nothing hidden that God cannot make it, uh, or, or God cannot unveil it. Are we together? Are we together now? So in the coming year, seek to know, is it God's will? Go for it if it's God's perfect will. Why? The Holy Ghost would unveil it. Someone said the Holy Ghost would unveil it to me. He will reveal it to me. He will reveal it to the me. Holy the Holy Ghost, Ghost will reveal, reveal, reveal it to me. The Holy Ghost will reveal it to me. Am I, am I speaking to the close family? The Holy Ghost will reveal it to me. The Holy Ghost will reveal it to me. The Holy Ghost will reveal it to me. Exactly. Let's look at the scripture. John chapter 5, verse 19 to 20. John 5, 19 to 20. Where's Junior? Junior Melekelua. Where is he? Where's Junior? Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. John 5, verse number 19. John chapter 5, verse the number 19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he see the Father do. For what things soever he do, these also do the Son likewise. For the Father oh, loves the Son. Look at it. He says the Son can do nothing by himself. So you as a child of God, you will do nothing by yourself. Whatever you see, revelation, are we together? Whatever, 
whatever you see, whatever you see by revelation, whatever is revealed unto you, whatever you see the Father do, that you do. Whatever has been unveiled unto you, so you move because there has been an unveiling. You move because there has been a revealing. There is nothing that can be hidden from you. Years ago, I made a statement and I said, no one in my family would die without my permission. Three, three, four days ago, I was just there. My mom called me that my uncle is dying and I should call and pray for him. Guys, if my mom had called me two minutes um, after, my uncle would have died. When I called my uncle, he was foaming. Foam, literal foam was coming out of it and he was convulsing. You know when someone is dying, you know that foam, when that, that, come, that flows out of it. I looked at him and I said, in the name of Jesus, you are free now. I casted out that devil. And guess what? Today he's as healthy as he is. It happened just two, three days ago. Today he's, listen, that which I see my father do, he revealed it unto me and I do. There can be nothing so hidden in your life that is, is, is a mystery to you. No. Are we together? You can walk under constant light. Are we together now? You can walk under what? Constant light, please, sir. Am I talking to the closer family? You can walk under the constant light. You can walk constant. under constant light. Constant light. Constant light. Do you know? Do you know one shocking thing? When God came to Abraham, he said, go into the land I'm showing you. Do you know God did not show Abraham any land? Abraham just kept going. Why? He walked under the light. The Bible says, and wherever he dwell, he lifted up an altar. Let's go to the next thing. Uh, Psalm 23. Let's look at Psalm 23, verse 1. Psalm 23. So the first one, how the Holy Spirit, you know, lead and um, help us in God's perfect will is that he reveals God's will. The second one, let's look at Psalm 23, verse 1. Psalm, Psalm 23, verse, 1. verse number 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. Number 2, the Holy Spirit is our shepherd. You have to understand this. The Holy Spirit is a shepherd. He's the one who provides for the sheep. So what a shepherd will do is that a shepherd is always looking out for the sheep. That you will be ninth, you will be hundred sheep, and one sheep is lost, he will leave the ninety-nine and come for the one. That is a shepherd. In the coming year, always walk under this consciousness. You have a shepherd. Someone say it. I have a shepherd. I have a shepherd. I have a shepherd. And I am led by my shepherd. And I am and led, I am led, led by, by my shepherd. shepherd. Say it out loud. I'm led by my shepherd. I am, I am led, led by, by my shepherd. shepherd. There is no frustration on my path. I can never be frustrated. I can never be confused. I always know what to do. I can never be confused. I have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. I can't be confused. Oh, say I'm so confused. Eh? How did you get there? This guy, the way he says, he says it too easily. Because it's easy. I'm confused. Go and speak in tongues. That's the reason why. Listen, that's why you have to learn to speak in tongues. 
you have to learn to speak in tongues speak in tongues every day speak in tongues all the time because there is no way you'll be speaking in tongues and still be confused no give it time give it time if there's still more confusion give it time give it time give it time keep on praying he says the spirit of god will he says he would reveal he's searching the deep things i didn't get time to go into that he's searching the deep things it's so deep the deep, do you know what deep things means deep things means the things that cannot be seen so right now if i show you a pit how would you know the pit is so deep come on please because of time let's communicate all right how would you know the pit is so deep yeah if i show you to you how would you know the pit is so deep yes you know the pit is so deep if you can't see far is that not the truth hello how would yes, you know if i show you a pit how would you know the pit is so deep if you can't see beyond but if you can see the end of the pit the pit is not deep but if you can't if you can't see underneath the pit the pit is very deep what the holy ghost does is that the tomorrow we don't know that is so deep he reveals it to us he leads us in that tomorrow that is unknown this moment of my life is so hard no it's not hard go to the holy ghost i don't know what to do in this moment of my life go to the holy ghost spend time at his presence spend time there spend time there go on your knees cry out to him sing to him love on him he will tell you let's look at Acts chapter 12 verse number one the book of Acts 12 verse 1 acts the 12th chapter the first verse oh thank you precious holy spirit thank you acts Lord. chapter 12 verse the number one now about that time herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain Go of to the acts church 13. acts 13 verse 1 Acts 13, verse the number one. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Amen. Look at this. Look at this. Now, they were all in Antioch. The Bible says they were prophets and they were teachers. Now, there's not the time to do um, biblical explanation, but... The word prophet and teachers there is they were prophet teachers, right? That's not the time. Today is not the time to go into it. But he says in the verse 2, that's the emphasis. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, that is, when there is confusion, by this example, we know what to do. We minister to the Lord in fasting, the Holy Ghost will say. Are we together? As they ministered to the Lord, Lord and fasted the Holy Ghost said so when there is confusion it's not time for consulting men it's time for consulting God when there is uncertainty it's not time to discuss with men it's time to discuss with God when there is unsureness it's not time 
to go and seek the opinion of others. It's now time to minister unto God. The Bible says, I they minister unto God. What a generation of me. What a generation of me. That the Holy Ghost will not speak. People dictate for the Holy Ghost what they want to do. Holy Ghost, I'm going to do this. Bless this for me. Holy Ghost, come down and bless. You a joke. You a joke in beautiful letters. As they ministered, listen now. They did not go on their own accord. They did not do what they are doing on their own accord. The Bible says, as they ministered, they ministered. When was the last time you ministered? Oh, boy, I'll be teaching a sermon in the coming year. Ministering to the Lord. When was the last time you ministered to the Lord? When was the last time you sat down and ministered to the Lord? Like, gave time to minister to the Lord. You don't even know how to minister to the Lord. You're running heter-sketter, making decisions here, decisions there. Oh boy, the devil is joking with you. It's just waiting time for perfect manifestation. As they minister to the Lord, the Holy Ghost said, the Holy Ghost said, so the Holy Ghost will speak when there is a ministration to God. Are we together? Are we together? So in the coming year, one of the things to focus on, focus on always ministering to the Lord. Focus on always ministering to the Lord. I normally wouldn't share some of these things, but let me share it. When Junior got to Canada, he spent about the first three days, he was fasting and praying. You see, watch him. All of you, take take a good look at him today. Give him just three years. You, he will be unrecognizable. What God is going to make out of him is going to shock our generation. I speak this as a prophet. Yeah. Why? He ministers to the Lord. He ministers to the Lord. Guess what? Our marking scheme, I want to say this, please hear me. Our marking scheme is not with man. Man cannot determine you are doing well or you are fit. It is God. Man cannot tell you, oh, everyone is getting married. Why are you not married? You are not late. As they ministered to the Lord unless they fasted, the Holy Ghost said, your life, you can, listen, you can walk in there is something such as divine lead. God can always lead you. I remember Apostle, Apostle was sharing a testimony with us sometime. And he was saying, this is how they started their church. When I say Apostle, I mean Apostle Aaron. They started this year. One day he was sitting down. He was writing. And it was like a coin that dropped on his head. And it was a date. 27, I think it's 2111 or 2711. And when he went to check on the calendar, it was a Sunday. And he understood that God wanted him to start the church on that day. <laughs> there is such a thing as divine leading. There is such a thing as divine leading. That you will be Philip. You will just be there. Just You will just be there. And an angel will appear to you. Go and join yourself to this chariot. And when you get there, the Holy Ghost will tell you, speak to that man from Ethiopia. And through that, the gospel will come to Africa. There is such a thing as divine leading. God wants to lead you. In the coming year, listen, be willing to be led. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. I'll end with this. I have a lot. I've not even preached some of mine. I've not even preached half. But let's go. Jeremiah 3, verse 15. Maybe I'll have to divide it. Let's see if we continue. Jeremiah 3, verse 15. Let me end with this. 
Jeremiah, Jeremiah 3, 3 verse 15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. The primary assignment of every pastor is two things, knowledge and understanding. Your pastor do not exist to be giving you miracles. Your pastor do not exist to be teaching you how to get a miracle. Your pastor exists to be giving you knowledge and be feeding you an understanding of God. So that you can be all that God has called you to be. So, the miracle is this. The miracle is not when I come and I pray and someone is healed. That is not the miracle. The miracle is that when I tell you go and heal the sick and you go out there and someone is healed. That is the miracle. Why? Because you have been fed with knowledge and understanding that you have been able to replicate what you were taught. In the coming year, cherish your set man. Are we together? In the coming year, God honest men, who are you not to honor man? see a man of God and you're calling him by his first name that's wrong that's absolutely wrong let me tell you this it was God who gave offices it wasn't a man who created offices the office of an apostle was God who created in Ephesians 4 11 we see it there he gave some to be apostles it was God's intent for them to be address them as that And I will give you, he says, I will give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Who will feed you with knowledge. Not just anything. No. Knowledge from the scriptures. Knowledge from the Bible. Knowledge. God's intent for you. So if all I do, listen, let me say this. If all we do all year Every Saturday we meet. Every Thursday we meet. And if all I do all through the year is prophesy Saturday, Thursday, Saturday, Thursday, I'm wasting your time. Run away from me. I'm dangerous to your health. And that is the truth. If all I do is today I'm going to heal. Go and bring all this. If all I do, there is a balance. Don't get me wrong now. There is a balance. If all I do is focus on that arm, I'm doing you a great arm. Are we together now? Are we together now? He says, I'll give you pastors after my own heart. Yeah, cherish your set, man. Don't be pastorless. Oh, where do you go to church? Oh, me, I learned God at my own place. You were a joke. You are, you are, the devil will sift you as wheat. Remember what Jesus told Peter? He said, the devil has sought to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you. Do you know the importance of a pastor? Do, do you know the important? There are many things God will not do on you because you don't have anybody over you. As I sit here, I'm a pastor. If he says I should sleep, you will not see my face again. If he says, if my father in the Lord, I want to say this, I'll say it again. My father in the Lord says, Larry, end the closest family. Today will be my last voice. I tell you, I tell you, I'm not scared. I'm not, I, today will be my last voice. You are doing something. Be willing to be corrected. Be willing to be prodded. The word of God is not only for edification. 
It's also for correction. It says for correction and training in righteousness. You are going left. We tell you go right. He said, no, no, the left is what I've been doing. The left is what I've been doing. Keep going. You are a car without brake. You will crash. Be subjected to leadership. Be subjected to leadership. You see, more often than not, what God will tell you will be through the pastor. More often than not. He says, it is God's intent. He says, I will give you pastors after my own life. Today, a generation of pastorless people, pastorless people, always giving the opinions on social media. Oh, I feel like you guys should be doing this. You feel like, you feel like. That's what you keep feeling in your life. Joke on you. It looks like I'm, I'm having a fight with someone there. Forgive me, I'm not fighting anyone, okay? People just have to be rewarded by God's word. You know, one of the things about, about, it says, foolishness is on the hearts of a child. But by the rod of correction, it says, spare, spare the, spare the rod and spoil the child. Right? That's, it's in the book of Proverbs. So when you are doing something and there is no one to correct you, you are being spoiled. Foolishness is in the heart of the child. It is by rod we correct you. We correct you by rod, rod, by the rod of our mouth. Don't be pastorless. If you are doing something, you are told to stop by an authority. Stop it. Be subjected. Be subjected until the time. Be subjected. Ah, you can Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues.